Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Assalamu alaikum family, peace, healing, and light, and welcome back to another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing, and if you are new to the show, welcome beautiful souls. Oh my gosh, we are on our 63rd episode. We have came so far, all praises due to a lie. On today's episode, I have a special guest joining me today, my brother, Daryl Muhammad, as we will be discussing today's topic, Black Unity for Healing. Brother Daryl, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thank you, sister. Uh, It's a pleasure and an honor to be at your service and to be able to serve our people with inspiration and information. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All praises due to a lot. Such a pleasure to have you here on the show today to discuss Black Unity for Healing. Um, now, before we get started, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit more about you? Well, I'm a student in the Nation of Islam. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, business owner. Um, I have a bachelor's in education. Uh, I'm matriculated in, uh, to Payne Theological Seminary uh, as a Muslim and uh, made a lot of great contacts through that experience. And uh, I, you know, I'm into my wellness and fitness and I'm just uh, passionate about uh, serving our people and fulfilling my purpose in helping uh, God's uh, Messiah among us, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All praises due to Allah. Thank you so much for that, Brother Daryl. Now, let's get started on today's absolutely well-needed discussion. Black Mm -hmm. Unity for Healing. And please, for my audience today, do not hesitate to put any questions you may have for my guest, Brother Daryl Muhammad, in the comment box below. So today's episode is surrounded around Black unity and due to the fact that us as a people, specifically color people in America, 
are still suffering untold torture and murder at the hands of our enemies because we have not reached the pentacles of success in our salvation in which the key to that is love and unity of self and kind. In the book, Message to the Black Man in America by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad on page 220, he stated, the lack of love for self and kind keeps us divided and being divided, we are a nation of prey at the hands of our ever open enemies. Jeez. And that brings me to my first question for you, Brother Daryl. Now, why is black unity important for the healing of the black family. Uh, before we start, I'd like to say in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, who appeared to us in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, to whom all praises do forever. I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the exalted Christ, and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is the Messiah among us. And I greet the listening audience and the greetings, words of peace, if I alaykum. Um, to uh, begin your question, uh, you said this would be the 63rd uh, episode. And, and six yes. and three, six and three is nine. Nine uh, is a divine number of the woman, and it's also a, a number of completions. So, oh wow, uh, that's just something that just popped in my mind. I thought I'd share. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I love that. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> thank you for um, that. <laughs> Uh, what you said your question was why is black unity important yes why is black unity important for the healing of the black family well it is uh the bible says there's a bomb in gillian and that that healing comes through the messiah but an aspect of the healing is through our unity uh the honorable elijah muhammad said that separation is uh, more important than prayer. And prayer in Islam is a pillar. A pillar is something that upholds a structure. It upholds the structure of any building or any uh, facility that we enter. So um, being that prayer is a pillar, meaning so uh, separation is also a pillar because uh, we can't avail ourselves to the blessings of Allah God until we separate and come amongst ourselves. Uh, the Bible says, uh, come out of her, my people, and be ye not partakers of her sins and her plagues, for her sins and plagues have reached unto heaven and stink in the nostrils of God. So in our, uh, in our activity, uh, there's another question that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad raises, and that is the time and what must be done. So the time is independence and separation. And what must be done is our collective efforts uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, economically, socially, politically, that we have to turn towards ourselves to avail ourselves to the many blessings that God has before us. It was a preacher that said, uh, a Christian pastor that said, uh, black people don't need another blessing. Black people just need discipline. Mm. And I thought that was <laughs> profound because if, if we would discipline ourselves, because many times that the, 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 the trials that we face as a people or individuals uh, is based on that lack of discipline, you know, mm -hmm. in many areas of our lives. And so if we would discipline ourselves to the, the universal principle of, 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 of unity and having a sense of true community, then we can walk into the many blessings that God has before us. Mm -hmm. But we can never avail ourselves to those, those, those blessings that are ever waiting us. And another reason why we have to unite is because unity is an act of protection and it is also an act of uh, a war. Mm -hmm. our, our, um, our rise, our seeking independence, our seeking freedom, justice, and equality is a declaration of aggression to the enemy mm. because our literally just standing up uh, disturbs their position of power and the enemy don't want to give away his power so what they say the same the statement is freedom ain't free mm. you're gonna have to fight 
The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that every member of the Nation of Islam is first a soldier. Why? You got to be a soldier doctor. You got to be a soldier lawyer. You got to be a soldier preacher. You got to be a soldier student. You got to be a soldier whatever. Because if you look at a soldier, he's, he's ready to fight and defend and protect himself in any uh, arena of life. Yes. And if we look at that, if we look at life as first a soldier, you know, whether we're having adversity at school, we're having adversity uh, on the job or adversity even within ourselves. We go to war with ourselves against the negatives of self, the negatives outside of self, and we fight and meet and overcome all what? Obstacles in our path. So, I mean, it's just so uh, imperative. Like we're just, we're right basically as a community, or as a neighborhood, we're sitting. We're just like sitting ducks. Mm. You know, we, we've been taught uh, some of the most profound lessons from great black minds. Uh, the Honorable Marcus Garvey, uh, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, Noble Drew Ali, uh, Dr. King. I mean, I mean, we the list goes on. We've had so many profound teachers and leaders that will that gives us uh, guidance mm -hmm. but we can never uh, actualize that wisdom until we put it into practice mm. so right now there's no more teaching that really needs to be done it's just about us coming together and actively producing the things that we've been taught you know so but let me let me clarify the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan are not just regular teachers. They're divine teachers. Yes. They've come and given us divine wisdom and revelation that the world has never had or heard before. So there is a dis distinction. But uh, suffice it to say, we've had brilliant minds also before them. And uh, we can negate, we can't negate any of them that came, that laid a foundation for us. Mm, yes, yes, I love it. Teach all praises due to Allah. Thank you for that profound answer. Um, black you know, unity. I want to add too, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, we have to promote uh, black unity. You know, we have to campaign for black <laughs> unity. It, it has to be a constant reminder. Uh, we have to we have to organize our communities and our nation behind the principle of unity, yes. and that has to be uh, uh, translated to our uh, so-called leaders, our, our entertainers, uh, our millionaires, and our billionaires. Uh, Donald Donald Sterling, the former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, who is also a Jewish man. And when he had got caught in, the, in a scandal and he was speaking, uh, he was speaking true. He was speaking candidly. And uh, in, in his, his speaking, he had said that black people don't look out for themselves. Mm. Their, their millionaires don't care about their own people. He was referencing Magic Johnson and how he's like, he doesn't look out or look back to serve his community. Yes. And then he also said, he said, we look out for our people. He said, we have programs and systems in place to make sure our people are taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then I was listening to a, a YouTube, uh, um, it was like a dialogue between Rabbi Harry. Rabbi Harry is, uh, is a uh, Jewish rabbi that was interviewed, that interviewed with uh, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. But however, on a separate uh, interview with someone else, he had made a statement. He said, a Jewish, Jewish people, a Jewish man in New York can contact another Jewish man in California and connect with that family. And that family will bring him in and mm. give them a place to stay and start them out to build whatever endeavor that, that they desire to have. Yes. That's a powerful, powerful uh, reality that they live but they don't necessarily tell to the public yes now mm -hmm. imagine if you as a black woman or me as a black man just randomly calling a black person in atlanta georgia you know we'd be like who is this who is this negro calling me 
we're looking at each other crazy and, and then you know we have our moralities all messed up so it's like you know we want to come in and probably rob somebody you know so we have to we have to we have we have to heal on every level so that that yes. reality can can be a real tangible reality among us as mm-hmm. people but in order for that to be a reality we've been given the tools which is what self-improvement the yes. basis for community development. Yes. The, the the community development begins with self. You know, I have personal issues, you and I and we and all all of us have those things. But if we go through those things properly and use mm-hmm. the spiritual tools that we've been given, we can actually overcome the pain that we faced through life. And even like in uh, studying Dianetics, those engrams, those traumatic life events. If we study ourselves, analyze ourselves, look at ourselves, mm-hmm. critique ourselves, yes. and face the pain, face the difficulty, facing it actually allows you to get through the pain. Yes. Not uh, not compiling it with another problem in terms of drinking and smoking and uh, gambling and partying. You covering up what you need to face. You can only mm. heal unless you look at it. Like, okay, you know what? The hardest thing is to do is to look at the ugliness of self. So you know what? And let me look at this. You know, it's like when we get up in the morning, we ain't necessarily the, the prettiest or the cutest. You know, you got stuff in your eye, but you look at yourself and you're like, you know what? Let me let me fix this. Let me brush yes. my teeth. Let me wash my face, take a shower, <laughs> fix my hair. Well, that's the same way spiritually. It's the same way intellectually or mentally. You know, we look at the ugliness of, man, you know what? Maybe I wasn't acting right. Maybe. Yeah, let me go yes. back, you know, let me atone. Let me like, man, you know, I was wrong. If we have that spirit amongst ourselves in the community, it will generate literally heaven on earth. Mm. You know, uh, and, and when we make infractions, you know, we have to stop this thing as far as cutting one another off. I ain't, I ain't dealing with that nigga no more. That, excuse my language, but it's like that type of thing, man. We're all we have. Literally, exactly. We are mm. all we have. So you keep cutting everybody off. All these imperfect people going to make mistakes. So eventually we're going to cut our, our whole community and whole family off. Everybody yes. going to be in the corner by themselves struggling. You know, until we come together and be like, you know what, man, you know, I was wrong. Then when somebody comes, the Honorable Minister Ms. Farquhar said, we should never deny a person who is seeking forgiveness. Mm. You know, because you're blocking your blessings from the one who truly forgives, who is your creator, who is Allah. So, you know, we have to get into this mode of uh, being like how Jesus said, uh, turning the other cheek. Now, we don't turn the other cheek to the enemy, but our brother and sister is not the real enemy. Mm. This is our family. So if we can adopt that Christian attitude of turning the other cheek and forgiving one another amongst ourselves as a people, Mm -hmm. then we will begin to see the promised land and heaven on earth. You know, because Jesus said in the Bible, he said, uh, the disciples said, Master, uh, when did we uh, not feed you when you were hungry? When were you naked and we didn't clothe you? When were you uh, without shelter and we didn't give you shelter? And Jesus yeah. said, inasmuch as you have not done it unto the least of these, my brother, you have also not done it unto me. Mm. So we have to be servants of the least man and looking towards to serve ourselves and our community. Uh, and then we'll see heaven on earth. We'll see uh, God in our brother and our sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking down and like, oh, man, that nigga did this. I mean, you know what, man? We've done a lot of things. So yes. we have to rise above emotions into the thinking of God. Because if God thought the way that we as black people think about ourselves and our community, we would not be uh, recipients of his saving grace. Yes. You know, and it said if, if, if we were if, if we were to be punished uh, for our sins, it would be justified. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to get this idea of unity and brotherhood and sisterhood to our millionaires and billionaires. It's not that they have the responsibility of doing it all. Because if we're collective in our efforts, if we all just did a little bit, 
it would mm-hmm. be just enough for us to begin to see the reality. I went to, uh, I was blessed with the privilege of going to Dubai and, um, you know, and I've, you know, I've seen how beautiful that, that place is. Mm-hmm. And that place was originally a desert, you know, it had no resources, but however, a collective effort of a few people with collective monies took an underdeveloped desert land and made it a paradise on earth. Mm. So imagine if, you know, you see black people, we are a nation within a nation. And if we stop wanting to be accepted by our former slave masters and their children, wanting acceptance, wanting position in their facilities, in their organizations, in their uh, institutions, instead of us turning to ourselves to create our organizations, institutions, and system and being accepted by ourselves and being accepted by our creator, our God. If that if that becomes enough, we can generate an independent uh, world amongst ourselves right here in America. We can take underdeveloped land. We can. God will bless us to develop the desert. If they can de- de- develop Dubai in the desert, we can develop the deserts in America. Mm-hmm. The land is for sale. And if you buy and purchase the land, like young Jeezy said, men do what they want, boys do what they can. Mm. No secret, I'm a grown ass man. (laughs) But what that means is when you own something, like Frank Lucas said, when you own something, you can name it what you want to name it. You know, uh, when you own something, you control it. Yes. Imagine if our millionaires and billionaires and our our, our nickels and dimes and dollars collectively bought uh, a large mass of land in America. And then we put mm-hmm. our brilliant black minds together to begin to build life-sustaining institutions. Mm-hmm. Food, clothing, shelter, education, medicine, hospitals. We can do that. Yes. We can do it overnight, actually. Because we're not, we're being assaulted. Our lack of unity is making us like a a sitting duck. We are being assaulted and attacked literally every day of our lives in in existence in America. Mm -hmm. How? Through the food, through the drugs, uh, through the air, through the water. Could you imagine if the situation that was in Flint, Michigan was in Connecticut somewhere or some large white uh, town where a lot of Caucasians live, that would have been a national and uh, a governmental uh, issue on the national mm-hmm. news, and they would have sought to rectify that situ- situation overnight. But however, since it's all black people, we're still left to do something for ourselves. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we must do something for self or suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. And we are slowly but surely beginning to suffer the consequences of us not collectively coming together and having Mm -hmm. unity and a plan for ourselves. You know, uh, uh, they put, uh, you know, all of these chemicals in the food. You know, a lot of men are having uh, what is called, you know, erectile dysfunctions. Uh, Never before you've had young men in 30s and 40s having this issue when back in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s, you know, great grandpa, they was having babies when they were 60 and 70 years old. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. have these issues. Why? We're being assaulted through our foods. We're, we're, we're eating synthetic uh, sugars, white sugars, uh, high fructose corn syrup, which your body is hard. It's hard for your body to even break that down. Your body mm-hmm. needs simple sugar, like natural cane sugars or fruit sugars, things of that sort. Um, uh, we, we're, we're ingesting soybeans. Soybean oil, which is better known as vegetable oil. These are the things that raises the levels of estrogen in a man's and a woman's body. Mm. And when you have elevated levels of estrogen as a man, it affects your ability to perform uh, with your woman and ultimately to produce children. Mm-hmm. And the enemy wants to cut you off and cut us off from having beautiful, strong 
uh, powerful and intelligent children because children represent the future. Yes. So he's systematically doing things to manipulate the health of the people. So we go to these fast food restaurants and we go and, you know, we live in a food desert where we don't have truly uh, uh, valuable nutritional foods. You know, being over in another country uh, in Dubai, the food tastes different. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they don't have the chemicals, nor do their government allow certain chemicals that they put in America. They don't allow it to come over there in uh, in their other countries because they care about the people. It's based on the leadership. So again, our conditions is based on our leadership as black people. Yeah. Because our leadership wants to be uh, near near the enemy. Want to be acceptable by the enemy. Mm -hmm. And 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 the leadership they benefit individualistically in, in their families, but the masses of the people go to hell. So you know, we as black people got to redirect who we choose to be our leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we have to, you have to have a foundation of blackness as your, your, your prerequisite in going forward as a leader of black people and a, and a leader in our community. So if you want to be a mayor, uh, you have to have black consciousness as a mayor. You want to be a principal or a teacher, you, your foundation must be black consciousness. Uh, the Honorable Marcus Garvey said, think black, be black, buy black, and all mm -hmm. else will take care of itself. So, so, so our blackness, our brotherhood, our, our, our sisterhood has to be the forefront of us moving forward and how we uh, uh, dictate our agenda to ourselves and to the enemy. Yes. You know, you can't be a sellout bootlicking Uncle Tom Sambo Negro or Negress um, talking about you a black leader and when you go behind closed doors you not standing strong you selling us out for a few crumbs off the slave master's table mm -hmm. and ultimately we get nowhere and so we are in the condition that we're in now relatively that we were in in slavery yes. the black on the bottom and the white is still on the top we still go to our enemy for an education. We still go to our enemy for food, clothing, and shelter. Mm -hmm. There are many black millionaires and billionaires and successful black people, but we're individualistic in our stance. Mm -hmm. We become collective and you tie those millionaires and billionaires together to a national black agenda a national black economic agenda, then we will begin to have progress. Yes. As long as we're trying to integrate and think about inclusivity with others outside of our community, we'll never get anywhere. Everybody individually is, is concerned about their community. You know, the another statement that uh, the Honorable Marcus Garvey said, the white man is for the white man under all circumstances. You and I should do the same. Mm. So uh, the time and what must be done is information, collecting information, but inspiring ourselves from our ancestors and our elders to how to forge a uh, pathway for now and the future. Mm -hmm. uh, that should be our guiding light. And... Um, we have to, one of the things is also, um, we need to develop a national uh, treasury to make all of these things a tangible reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so uh, just like, you know, the government has a treasury. Well, we have to have an independent black government that we develop a treasury yeah. that serves the individual, individualistic, communal needs of the black man and black woman of America. You know, yes, the enemy owes us reparations, but however, we have to take some responsibility and begin to repair ourselves, uh, prepare ourselves and uh, build the reality that we need. You know, yes. you, you know, you, it's like an abused woman in a marriage. You know, she gets so tired that she can't take the abuse no more. So it's time to separate. Mm -hmm. So she separates herself 
and and begins to heal herself and begins to get back on the track and then begin to financially reward herself. It's the same mm-hmm. with other people. We've been abused under our former slave masters and their children to this very moment. Yes. So why won't we have a plan to say, you know, how can we get out of this situation and how can we give ourselves heaven on earth? Mm. Yes, you know, sir. How can we give ourselves justice? You know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave us the charge to make our communities a decent and safe place to live. How are we going to do that? Well, we have to first instruct our young brothers and sisters in loving self, organizing self. You know, if we have a treasury, we can employ brothers to to be security of our community. Mm-hmm. And, and along with the police, they can be uh, buffers and 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 uh, protectors to make sure the police is handling their business properly. You know, when you control and own everything, you control the 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 land, the resources. You know, you can produce what you want to produce. You know, in New York, they got Chinatown and Greek Town and Mexico Town, mm-hmm. but we're you know, where's Blacktown? Where's Africatown? You know, we can have these all over America. But we're sitting. It's like we just like I said, we're sitting ducks. You ever heard of the experiment of the uh, of the frog, the frog that they put in a in a in a, in a frying pan, and and you know the frogs they can uh, adjust their temperature to survive yeah. in the environment, and so they keep they rose the uh, temperature uh, slowly. And the frog just kept sitting there and raising his, his uh, temperature, but he didn't even know he was being fried while he was alive. But it was mm. happening slowly by degrees. And it is the same with us. We're in the frying pan and the enemy is constantly raising the temperature and we keep adjusting ourselves to what the enemy does to us instead of being proactive and say, you know what, let me get out of this pot and let me create another environment for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo, <laughs> brother Daryl, that was yeah. you. Praise be to Listen, Allah. drop the mic. I said we already halfway done the show. You, you didn't already wrapped everything up in one. Yes, I ain't ma'am. even gonna lie. <laughs> all praise praises. Be to Allah. Yes, all praises. I want to share due. something real quick out of a yes. book. Yes, by uh, <laughs> by our great one of our great scholars, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. He has a book out called Powernomics, but he also got a book out called Black Labor and White Wealth. We should get those books. But he said, Mm -hmm. but what he said is that neighborhoods are not enough. He said neighborhoods are problematic for any group seeking empowerment. Unfortunately, most black Americans live in neighborhoods, not communities. A community signifies commitment and the potential for power. That represents a mindset. Mm-hmm. Right? Neighborhood does not. Webster's New World Dictionary defines neighborhood as a vicinity or physical place where where there are people living near one another. That's all we're doing is living near one another. The mm-hmm. concept of a neighborhood implies an area that is residential in nature with lesser wealth, power, and status than a community. The majority of Black Americans live in impoverished Black neighborhoods and spend approximately 95% of their annual disposable income with people who live outside of the neighborhood. They spend only 5% of their disposable income in black neighborhoods. They spend 3% with non-black owned businesses that are located in black neighborhoods. But Mm -hmm. who owners, but whose owners live outside of black neighborhoods. Thus, only 2% of black America's disposable income is spent in black owned businesses in black neighborhoods. It is impossible for any large population or neighborhood to be self-sufficient on only 2% of its income. By spending its disposable income in other groups, businesses, and communities, Black America impoverishes itself and impedes their own growth of functional communities. Mm. You understand? But Dr. Claude Anderson also defined racism as this. He said it's a group of people that are that are in competition for the control of power, wealth, and resources. Mm-hmm. If we look at black people, we're not even in the race because we don't have a desire collectively to be in the control of power, wealth, and resources. 
we're individually trying to get it. You know, I'm trying to get the bag, as we say. But we have to collectively get the bag <laughs> so that we can control our narrative. Like Dr. Claude Anderson said, you cannot, and the most honorable model, how can we go into politics without money? Mm-hmm. Politics without money <laughs> is like symbol without substance. So we, we, we get together and, you know, they use the black vote, but that black vote has power, but it's not collective. It's not organized because for one, you don't have any money. You're just bumping your gums, talking about what you want from the slave master and their children. And for two, you don't have you don't have the power to dictate. This is what we want. This is who we want in office. And, and when they get there, we can uh, uh, ensure that they're going to produce what they said they would uh, produce. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So it says one benefit of Jim Crow segregation was that it forced black people to build what could appropriately be called quasi communities, unlike, un- unlike neighborhoods where people simply live in the same area during Jim Crow segregation. Black Americans were unified with a code of conduct. There was a time that when black people, you know, back in the 80s and the 70s, you know, you could just look at another black man and that like, you know, y'all could, y'all would be on the white man's job and y'all would be the, the minority, but you could look at each other and with an eye like, bro, I got your back, I got your back. But now it's like, you know, we turn code. You know, mm-hmm. we, 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 we're that Negro on the slave plantation that was the runner that went after the runaway slaves and brought them back to the slave master, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where we got the term manu, uh, meritorious manumission. Meritorious is merit. Manumission is uh, uh, like, you, it, it's called earned freedom. Mm. So you got, you, got, you got cookie points and brownie points for being a turncoat on your own people. You know? Yes, so. yes. So we got 15 minutes left here on the show. Okay. You didn't already put it, you didn't already put it all the way down with everything right. regards oh, wow. to black unity. I did want to get um, some of the questions that we had for, oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, we got, some, got a question down here. Um, and now, if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please, please, please show your support by donating today to Cash App Dollar Signs Healing with Angelica to help sustain future episodes just like this. I will also leave more info to donate on the screen below. I love you all. Now let's get back to today's episode, Black Unity for Healing with Daryl Muhammad. Um, so I see here that um, we have a question down here from Bro Lawrence. It says here, what is an area that we can work on in our community right now? Um, I, I don't, I'm not understanding like what area in terms of like location, locality or like what area in terms of like, uh, like where we should start uh, politically, socially. But if it's like an area, I mean, you know, we can pick anywhere, anywhere that uh, is available in terms of uh, in terms of like uh, land for sale. Uh, one of the things in the area, one of the things that we could start is that we have to be collective about uh, producing uh, community gardens. You know, mm. we can buy there's a lot of empty lots in, in, in our community. Right. So we can take some of these lots and just make them community gardens. And, and, you know, allowing, you know, tying ourselves with the black church and the religious organizations that letting our people know when you want to get fresh, healthy vegetables, uh, fresh produce, you can go and, and support our local uh, uh, farmers markets that mm-hmm. we that we produce for ourselves. Um, and I guess uh, whatever area. Uh, let me see what other areas that we could be but one of the areas that we can do we can start going door to door and 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 first of all informing our people of black unity and then second of all asking for donations like if black people would donate on a weekly basis mm-hmm. uh, five dollars two dollars twenty dollars this this is the regular common man if we could do that collectively in our community that we put into a national treasury that we develop and at the end of each year 
we can we can let our community know what we've collected and then from an executive council we can begin to dispose those uh, funds to to begin to produce these independent black life sustaining institutions mm-hmm. you know so we have to commit ourselves uh, like okay did you give the, the black unity movement this week you know did you give your five did you get your 20 whatever you can commit you know whatever's not a burden you know because I mean black people we spend money on liquor alcohol cigarettes um, all type of foolishness so we can take some of that money to build a future for ourselves and our children if we don't unite today we're going to have a very dark future and uh, so we have to look towards the leader from within and begin to serve ourselves any mm. other questions? Mm. I'll praise you too, Allah. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, so what I said, for the most part, you kind of went through all the questions that I already that I had for you. Oh, really? Um, but, but I do want to ask um, so we can uh, uh, have solutions for it. I know you spoke um, about it, most of it when, we, when you were just speaking, but um, my last question would be, what is a solution for us to all start our healing through black unity? Well, it begins with self. So what we can start is in the mirror. You know, we can start by <laughs> picking up a book. Um, you know, our training in the nation is so beautiful. If we apply it, you know, we were always trained to, uh, to study. You know, uh, studying knowledge and information is actually a healing towards depression and mental uh, and, and mental uh, issues that we have. If we start to inspire ourselves with new information, we'll begin our journey on healing. You know, one of the books that we could use is called Closing the Gap, where the uh, minister Jabril Muhammad, who is an angel who interviewed the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan with a very uh, important questions. And so the minister is a human being like we all are. And he, you know, uses his life examples of his personal struggles and, and uh, dark moments that and how he handled those situations. And so uh, he gives us a beautiful uh, example of how to face difficulty and how to go through situations with the right mentality. You know, how to look at God's hand in every, everything that we go through, you know, uh, because we are the people of God, but we've been yes. cut off from God. So if we awaken the God within every man and practice prayer and practice meditation, connecting towards the inner spirit of self, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Minister Jabril Muhammad said, self means nature. So, so if we tap into our nature, which is God, which is righteousness and moral correctness, if we get, you know, we start struggling with ourselves and our lower selves, uh, these are the beginning steps of, uh, of, of what unity must entail because we can't be unified uh, when we're, uh, you know, seeking to rob our brother and sister, you know, yes. or do any type of harm or when your your brother's children is not safe in your in your in your care, that's we have to be brotherly and sisterly in every way, you know. Mm-hmm. So it begins with uh, us healing ourselves through uh, the acquisition of knowledge, through the application of prayer, mm-hmm. and through the application of a physical regimen that we put our bodies through every day, and and we have to get back to fasting because. You know, that's one of the ways that we can defend ourselves from uh, the chemicals that the enemy is putting in our foods. Mm. But we fast and also it's a way that we tap into our higher self. When we tap in, you know, the Holy Quran teaches that fasting is prescribed. And it's not just prescribed for Ramadan. It's actually prescribed as an ongoing prescription as we go throughout our yearly lives. You know, so... In the book, How to Eat to Live, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad instructs us to fast uh, for, what, three days every new month. Mm-hmm. So if we as a community, you don't have to be a Muslim so-called member of the Nation of Islam to implement those practices. You can just do that on your own and see mm-hmm. how your life will be benefited and how you will grow and evolve from that. Many times our mental illnesses 
and mental situations come from the false, the negative chemicals that we're putting into our bodies. Yes. So we're eating synthetic, fake, made up food. Uh, and, and we wonder why we have all of these emotional issues. You know, we can't handle difficulty and, you know, our children, you know, you can't sit still or whatever. It's MSG, monosodium <laughs> glutamate. You know, that's a chemical. It's a neurological, uh, nerve damaging chemical. So we have to educate ourselves on, on, on the things that are negative that the enemy tells us is, the enemy says it's good but God said it's bad mm. but the enemy will try to justify it being good you know so we have to understand like we gotta we, you know we have to look carefully uh, into the things that this enemy gives us because we all think that, you know our enemy has changed from the time we hit the shores of America in 1555 to this very moment today it's still the enemy today. He's the same enemy. Exactly. You know? In our lessons, it says, uh, you know, why why do we make the devil study from 35 to 55 years uh, before he can come among us? It says that because we would not kill him as fast as we would kill the other devils. Mm. He studied, he studied to, to learn how to be righteous. He studied. So, you know, there, there are those white folks that, that mean well and, and, and desire you know, some good for us as a people. But at the same time, we keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the nature is still the same. It's like it's like you playing with a, a rattlesnake or, or a garden snake. The garden snake is not poisonous, but it's still a snake. Exactly. And it's still got the same nature as the rattlesnake. They both gonna bite you. But one is mm-hmm. more deadly than the other. So we got to be aware, man. We got to understand. And then also, you know, a lot of these uh, black people that want uh, acceptance from this enemy, you know, at the end of the day, they are to the enemy. When you side mm. with the enemy and you sell the aspirations of your people down the drain for some certain uh, insignificant gain for the at the detriment of your people, then oh yeah, you are enemy. You have to go. A lot of times, it's those enemies that are that gotta go first Ooh. because you can pose as a friend, and you hear and you're hearing. Uh, our uh, battle moves behind enemy lines and you can mm. turn the coat and go run to the enemy and give them what you heard amongst us mm-hmm. so we have to be tight in that in that sense you know we got to be that's why the holy quran says uh, be firm with the hypocrite because the hypocrite is a turncoat you know he, mm. gonna, he, gonna, he, gonna, he gonna sell the organization out eventually so that 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 one gotta go before the, the real enemy. Mm. Yeah. So just because they got a black face, you know, don't mean brother brother. You know, <laughs> it's, your, it's your it's your deeds and your actions uh, that indeed make you brother brother. You know, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt because we got the same color, yeah. we same same. So I'm gonna automatically come to you with love. But if we find out that you are a tone turncoat and, and you you serving the enemy, you got to go. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So then yes, we have sir. to have that type of mindset, and 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 we have to have that in our black men. You understand? So we can begin to begin to be the men that we once were, the protectors and the defenders of our community. And that's why they're putting the chemicals in this food too, because they want to feminize the black man. Mm. They don't want you to be strong and alpha. Uh, that's why Dr. Wesley Muhammad was teaching on the uh, the, the male hormone testosterone. Mm-hmm. They use things to lower your testosterone to make you soft, make you passive. You know, you're not a warrior. You're not a fighter. You want to, you know, it's almost like they're spiritually castrating your testicles, you know. Mm. And so when you, but when they have the alpha man, the alpha male, He's naturally a protector. Mm-hmm. He's naturally a defender. You don't have to tell him to get up. He's going to get up anyway. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine running into a pride of lions? That male lion ain't going to sit in the back. He's going to be out front. Yeah. So the black man has been altered. So we have to purify ourselves and get back to our original state of existence. Yes. Yeah. That's why I remember I, I miss our 
our late brother, Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad, he was hard on the enemy, but you know, it was, it was that beautiful training that he gave us to always be strong and in the face of adversity and in the face of the mm-hmm. enemy. But uh, you can kill his body, but you can't kill the spirit. Mm. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I'll praise due to Allah. Thank you so much, Brother Darrow, for joining me today on this well-needed discuss- discussion. I'm sorry. Black unity for healing. I feel like we just got a whole bunch of healing from what you just stated. I would also like to thank my amazing audience and healing tribe for joining us today. I pray this episode was informative, valuable, and healing for you all. Also, be sure to share, like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast station. Closing a Gap Broadcast Network on Facebook and YouTube. And Healing with Angelica's podcast on Facebook and YouTube to help get the message out to those in need of healing and light. Also, if you're ready to start your healing journey, I am offering a 90-minute consultation call that will include a copy of my ebook, Heal Yourself for Free. More information will be in today's show notes, including information for today's amazing guest, my brother here in Dayton, Ohio, Brother Daryl Muhammad. Now, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for our audience today? Um, let us continue to fight. Never, never, never give up the spirit of fighting. You know, we have a fight song. We are fighting for Islam and we will surely win. Surely win. Allah, the universal king. We're united by his nation and called by his name. So let us rise, you Muslims, and fight for your own. So we're in the the spirit of fighting. This is that. And and you say, what time is it? It's it's nation time, but it's also fighting. Mm. You know, because the enemy is fighting. So we have to fight back. And so we fight through knowledge. We fight through prayer. We fight through. Uh, eating right, fight through our moral correctness, yes. we fight physically if needed be, and uh, and that's why we have to prepare ourselves and train on all levels. We're we're taught in our lessons. Uh, we're constantly training to meet and overcome all obstacles in our path, and we're compelled to do this by being courteous, humble, disciplined, and uh, intelligent in all that we do. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. All praises is due to Allah. Just want to thank my lovely healing tribe for joining us today. And we leave you all as we came. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, healing, and light.